watching Prohibition fall down. What is up, DDC? It's Scotty, and kind of a little special hang today. It's a Friday afternoon hang with yes. Jaren. Jaren, new millennium. What's up, brother? How are you? How is everybody? Good to good to see you guys, I guess, or be here. Yes, <laughs> man. All right. You'd be present. Yes, man. it's great to be present. So, uh, yeah, that's good to be here. Friday, Friday. Beautiful day in Colorado. I'm just thinking, man, if we're recording this in the present, but it's airing in the future, are we in the present right now, man? Huh? Huh? Oh, shit. Now you don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. Now you blew my mind a little bit. I'm confused. Come on, man. You know you know how I do it. I know how you do it. What are we smoking? What are we smoking? Uh, what we are smoking on is some, uh, some unicorn poop, actually. Um it's yeah. amazing that you can have weed is so good that you can say unicorn poop and the connotation will be like, oh, man, it's going to be dang. Mm, what the hell is delicious. a unicorn poop, man? So the unicorn poop is, let's see. Here. We've got the. Look uh, at the yeah, it's got to be a Blazy Susan. Yeah, I, don't, I don't mind. We'll get sued for it. Yeah, it's okay. Blazy it, Susan is a Blazy company. Susan Shout is, out to is, you. is in the house. That right there is the unicorn poop. So that's from uh, Gromer. So that's a Thug Bug Genetics. It's Sophisticated Lady Cross GMO. It's really got that very nice GMO funk to it, that garlic gas. But as, as people can see, in my opinion, it's got a lot better structure than GMO does. GMO is a little bit speary. It's a little bit airy. It's very great for extracts. It will throw down in total. Your total weights on, on GMO are, are great, especially if you give her the time. But this has a shorter flowering time, the same funk, and in my opinion, a little bit better bud structure. How long? How, how many weeks? This one is actually taking about eight and a half weeks. Uh, typically, now, granted, I use awesome. winter frost, um, uh, which, you know, we've got some frost sodas. It is um, amazing, man. This is a hell of a cream soda. It's a very good cream soda. Frost man. We we've been we haven't been doing this out long, but you know we're uh, we, we're experimenting with it. <laughs> we only made four of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that one probably got a little high in the mic. Uh, anyhow, um, it's uh, now you're done throwing off my yeah Friday man. afternoon, folks. Um, so again, I really do I do love the bud structure on it. I take everything to about eight and a half weeks, and that's even a straight GMO, which I've got. You take uh, everything to eight and a half weeks? Yeah, eight and a half, maybe nine. But I use Winter Frost, which initiates that senescence right there at the end. Obviously, we brought some for, for you know, Does your Does it garden. really? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, uh, I'm trying to do perpetual harvest. We'll get into my grow in a second because yeah. I do want your, I need some help with that. That's why I'm running new milk because I need a little bit of help. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, yeah, I know. One I of the beauties of Winter Frost is that you can <laughs> take your garden down more evenly. <laughs> It initiates senescence. Senescence is a natural ripening process. Sure. It happens with any annual plant. We just get to say, as the gardener, this is when I want it to happen. So, so it just helps, helps your whole garden come down a lot more evenly. So I know you've got some, uh, some, uh, yeah, what you got? Uh, some nice new fresh clones in the fresh garden, don't you? I do, man. What you got there? First off, man, I guess I wear glasses mm. somewhere. Yeah, I can't right. seem to see shit. <laughs> <laughs> This, I think this says sour lime cookies, Ah, man. from our friend Two-Tone, if I don't. Yes. If, yes. if my memory is not mistaken me. And then who's the uh, face-off? Face-off face is, uh, that's Archive, I believe, uh, which is, um, that is, oh man, what is the actual genetic? But I believe that's actually a um, uh, an Archive genetic. 
Face off OG. It's good. It's a super classic. Awesome. I love the bud structure on it. Reminds me a little bit of, of Gorilla Glue in some ways, believe it or not. Um, it's more bud structure, but it definitely has a more OG um, OG gas kind of uh, uh, turp profile to it. Both those are bangers, though. Those are real top quality. Yeah. You know what? We'll get into it because they don't look top quality now, man. They don't look, uh, you know what? Hang on one second because... I fucked up the rotation, man. I got a whole rotation of bud here. People love it when you tell us about your bud. All right, would all you, right, all right. Well, we got the Blazy Susan. So I guess we started with the... Uh, we'll start right here, man. How does that look? We that good? That great. Yeah, no, that's great. That's what perfect. What the hell is that, man? You, that you drive, right there, Swanson. You drive. That right there is Komodo Breath. So that's for Mycotech Seeds. Shout out to uh, Mycotech. Uh, you know, Turp Chaser, I believe, does some work with them as well. Mycotech, um, Yeah, Mycotech. Fungus Tech. I yeah, love yeah, it. I'll, I'll be honest, if anybody, like, follow his page, that guy does some crazy. So it's M-Y-K-O-T-E-K. Um, does ball pythons, uh, pit bulls. Um, these are all Hot strains? peppers. No, no, these are all, like, different <laughs> things. <laughs> Hot peppers. He does, like, Cal uh, California uh, or awesome. Carolina Reaper Reapers. peppers. And then um, uh, cannabis as well. Really uh, interesting guy. I've never met him personally. Right. Um, I can't even tell you that I even know where he's at, but um, uh, very interesting genetics as well. And just one of those guys that clearly has an eye for for quality and for diversity and for uniqueness. Again, his ball python collection is is insanity. Um, so- uh, have, Were you ever a snake guy? I was never a snake guy. I'm scared I never, shitless I don't like snakes. snakes. I'll be, I don't like snakes. I told you, um, we were out here and uh, Guru found a snake or we found a snake and Guru goes, yeah, I'll just pick it up. And I'm like, that's shit people say. They right. say that, but they don't do it. His ass just fucking went there, picked it up. I was like, well, even interestingly oh, enough, they're going to bite you. So this is true story about snakes. So again, to answer your question very quickly, no, I'm not a snake guy. Uh, do I think some of the, the coloration on those ball pythons and stuff, it's out of this world. It's right. very, it's kind of like tattoos. I'm like, man, that's really cool. I don't have any though, right? So no, I'm not a snake guy. But here's a Mr. You know, don't pick up a snake. I'm at the I'm at uh, Rocky Grass Bluegrass Festival two summers ago. Back when like you know we could actually do shit and go to you know festivals yeah, and stuff. Back you when know? you could bring your snake to a yeah, bluegrass yeah, yeah. festival. Well, it was something like that. But anyway, we're literally in the in the playground, and my nephew's like, "Hey, it's a snake." I'm like, oh shit. I run over, I trap this little snake. It's not a real big snake, right? And I'm like, oh, this thing's weird. It's like striking ass a little bit. I'm like, huh. And I'm from the Midwest, so I've been around copperheads a lot, right? And I'm like, it looks like a copperhead. Huh. I look up on my phone. There's no documented copperheads anywhere in Colorado. Oh, that's weird. Then I take a look at what a copperhead looks like at that age, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's a motherfucking copperhead. Jesus. You know, so yeah. Anyway, to your point. I wouldn't go picking shit up either. I don't know what the hell's wrong with this guy back here. He um, swears he's a redneck. I, I, hey, snakes are cool. And if you know what you're doing handling snakes, you're not, <laughs> you're not going to get bit. It can't Look, happen. I've watched a lot, okay, of, of, you know, various reptilian shows starting with Crocodile Hunter, God rest his soul. Of, of hey, that's dude's catching hero. Snakes. <laughs> that is dude's personal hero, Crocodile Hunter, man. I have, but I'm still not sure I'm confident. I, you watch the Florida ones? You know, we should just go to Florida and start catching pythons. They're making good money on that shit these days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a little reality where I'm yeah, from, man. Yeah, yeah, no, you know? I know it is. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, there ain't a mammal to be seen in the Everglades anymore. Pythons ate them all. It's all oh, fucking gone. Either that or they've drained it and built multi-track homes, man. That, is, summer, that has also happened. It's unbelievable. I was just down there. I, I tell you what, I don't know if you caught it. It was actually some bad footage, but I went down to um, 
Florida and went to a huge cannabis facility. Actually, they were just doing CBD right now, but really? setting up for cannabis. It was 100,000, 100, three gallons, but just done in a commercial setting, really? done right, man. No like, kidding. No yeah. kidding. Yep. Um, you know what? You know, auto seeders and shit. And well, and that's the thing. They're very set up for a lot. In fact, it's a lot of the old uh, tomato facilities that are that yep. are taking that over. Yep. Homestead. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So one that, uh, shout out to Move, MUV down there. They're actually doing really good work as well. They've got a massive facility outside of uh, Tampa. Um, it's literally when they're done with it, it's going to be f- over five acres indoors. It's we're C- talking like CIGN. These, I don't know. Okay. What it is. Yeah, yeah. Right on, right on, right on. And they're doing good quality too. They're, uh, they're using new millennium along with uh, a few other things. So shout Are out they? to move. Yeah. 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 Nice. So, um, so that shit scales up, man. It definitely scales up. Absolutely. I'll be honest with a lot of people these days, you know, we tell everybody like, Hey, it's, it's, you know, we understand that salts are out there. Things like that are out there. People are obviously trying to right. bring their price per gallon down. And that's very understandable, especially when it's uh, your bases, you know, and for a liquid base for some people, that's a little bit extreme to have something that's in, let's say the 30, 40, 50 cents a gallon range, you know, even as a full recipe. Um, so, and you have a lot of people that are also mixing their own salts, but I'll also look and I have had to do this and look, you know, large producers directly in the eye and said, um, thank you, guru. And said, you know, um, your, your, your weed looks great. It photographs really great. It even smells good, but sure. it just lacks some soul. Like there's no, like the smokeability of it is not there. And they, you can tell they're a little bit like, and they're like, yeah, you're right, you know? And so I tell people we have a whole recipe that because this is how realistic we are about it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you can't beat them, join them, right? If you're going to be successful in us being a small independent, sure. it's all about grabbing in, you know, that's the whole gateway jug concept and everything right. else is saying, okay, we'll do exactly what you're doing and just put this in and get that more oil, get that more color, get that more individualization of your strengths. Right. So I literally have a whole recipe that's called a sauce your base recipe, which is there's no basis on it. It's just taking our additives and putting right around it. So I have people using a variety of different um, bases and stacking all our additives around it to very, very high quality results. Um, so that's one of the things that we're seeing a lot of these large facilities. You know, using a salt, saving some right. money there, you know, doing that shit for five, 10 cents a gallon, something like that. And then still turn around and spending some money on the high quality additives to really help round it out and make it a more, you know, a user-friendly and smoker-friendly brand. It does make sense, man. It does. It's, I mean... I tell everybody all the time, New Millennium is a smoker's brand. Yeah. You smoke it, cool you realize it's, it's it's just, it's soft. It's a softer smoke. It's not super harsh. Right. You know what I mean? It creates a lot of oil. It creates the right type of positive stresses to really get, you know, the profiles, the taste, the smells, and everything else you really want. So, that's why... We went ahead and uh, hooked you up and, and made sure that your new grow that you got all all uh, all built out is, is, is so set up proper from the from the from day one. So good to have friends, brother. I mean, uh, even getting clones. I think I said something there. The dude was busting my balls about am I popping seeds or what am I doing? I'm sure. Like, no. Yeah. Asking asking my friends for clones, man. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And then I get these beautiful cuts, and everybody's like, you know, Colorado <laughs> problems. The right. memes start. You know? Right, right. The memes just start flying. <laughs> and uh, I will say that that SLC, that sour lime cookies, that's a gem. Again, that that's a two tone Willie gem. Shout out to our boy. Um, yeah, actually, you know, I met him through through you guys, and that's you know, you guys are I, badass, yeah, man. Just, 
he, he's a wizard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, I know I don't, you know, have to say this and plenty of people tell him that, but definitely somebody that I've always looked up to uh, in the industry as well. And somebody that's, you know, uh, a proponent in the right ways, you know what I mean? And definitely uh, an overgrow, uh, you know, overgrow type mentality, right. uh, non-corporate type mentality. Yeah, so those are badass. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Two-Tone. And what is it? Two-Tone, just at Two-Tone Willie? Yeah, right Two-Tone Willie. And then he also has Two-Tone Genetics, which is what, yeah, he's done Perfect. a lot of his, which Cherish I'll tell you right now. motherfuckers, I, Yeah, exactly. That, that, if anybody out there has those beans, that, that, that is something to be absolutely cherished. There's fire in it. Anything he's ever put out, uh, it's guaranteed fire in there. And I'll tell you, it's the only person ever in my life. And I, 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 I'm not, hope I'm not throwing him under the bus by saying this, but it's the only person in my life that I've ever traded a cut with. And within no bullshit, less than six months, I, I had a seed pack of what I traded him wow. and across <laughs> given back to me nice. in seed form. So yeah, pretty special there. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, you know what? I'm doing a terrible job. We'll take a little interludes, man, and we'll go through the weed, man. Oh, yes. Okay, what, so. What is that? What is that? That's Cushman's 11. So that's the oh, rabbit, hush, uh, that. rabbit hippie cut of Cushman's 11. Um, it's definitely, it, it reminds me a lot of like old school Bubba. It's got kind of that just soft and just milky kind of smoke to it it's a little bit subtle it does have kind of a uh, a cushy minty aspect to it it's a very nice um it's a very nice subtle and smooth smoke definitely one that i like a lot um i've been running through and playing with her for a little bit people like uh people like her quite a bit as well i gotta um, ask are you sativa indica dominant do you i mean we smoke a ton of weed right does it just all get you high or do you tell me yeah i mean i'm not tired? i'm not like you know i you know as a joker i always say oh do you like to dab do you like to eat edibles? i'm like man i'm equal opportunity right you know what i mean so it's very 2020 for, of you. yeah yeah 2021 yeah, 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 yeah. 2020 would suck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so you know to me like good herb is good herb and and um a but good you do a day, would you smoke you got five different kinds of herb here would you smoke one in the daytime uh at, at one in the evening or anything no no i don't i don't no, way, I, I don't man. i don't there's Flavor. no yeah i don't pay attention to that at all pretty sure i'll be smoking gas first thing in the morning i mean i wake up real early sometimes i wake up in the middle of the night and right. do you know emails at 2 30 3 30 in the morning you know um, and then I'm up again at six and, you know, I'm like, I'm pretty much smoking gas from the time I wake up till the time I go to bed. So, Jeez, that's so <laughs> strange, man. You do emails from three and then again at six, man. I would have never guessed it. Really? <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. So the, and I, I guess I'll go through them first and then I'll, I'll say what my personal favorites are. Okay. So we did already talk about the unicorn poop. Like we talked about that's kind of where we started and then we started to backlog and yep. keep working around. So keep me on track. Um, now that is the crown OG uh, acquired that from slaughter genetics. Um, that's legend uh, OG cross SFV. We talked a little bit about it. It's got that, that tennis ball burnt rubber, um, uh, super cushy taste, uh, uh, smoke ambrosia kind of thick smoke to it um nice bright orange hairs good you know a little bit of purple color to it that's been one of my new favorites i mean that thing is just she's a gem and, and you know not everything you pop that bag open you pop that jar or bucket or whatever open and you really get punched with that like 
Like she's just like, if you've never smelled Kush before, you'd go, that must be what Kush smells like. You know, it smells like, you know, being in some exotic valley in Nepal or Nepalese hash or, you know, incense, kind of all that going on with. I'm on a ship at sea and the scent of spices. It's all sure. like, it's very exotic, you know. But the best part is it translate to, translates to the flavor, which very annoying to me when you have that kind of wonderful and beautiful look ah. and smell and it does not translate to the taste. And at the end yep. of the day, I don't think we have to settle for anything. You know what I mean? I believe that, that, that there's enough variety and opportunity out there. We don't have to settle for anything, whether it's yield, taste, look, you know what I mean? Anything. Even, and for me as a grower or anybody as a grower, you know, I love like when people are Never like, settles. <laughs> or somebody's like, oh, I really love, cookies was a great example. Of that. Oh, I love cookies. Like, right. have, you ever, have you ever grown cookies? No, I have a well, hat. You know, it's not it's not fun to grow. It doesn't produce a whole lot. You know what I mean? It's like the, the difference between what a consumer gets in the bag can be completely different than how a grower views it. As the person who has it in the bag, I don't give a shit if it produced an ounce or 100 ounces off of one plant, you know, and there's not a big difference in the price for the end user, which is kind of a whole different discussion. But point is, is it's like, you know, um, there's no... You know, how you look at it as a grower versus how you look at it as a consumer yeah, it's is different. And you didn't mention yield. No. You didn't mention yield on these motherfuckers. Right. Well, and and Pretty personally, much. I don't look to yield as the biggest component, but I do look at it as a component, okay? And, and I will say, I don't believe you need to settle anymore. I don't believe you have to sacrifice yield. I don't believe you have to sacrifice bag appeal just to get terpene profiles or whatever. I believe if you're patient and you spend time either popping beans or associating with the right people and, and gaining the right cuts. I believe that you can find everything and not have to sacrifice anything. The other complicating factor to that is what works well in my garden, because what works well in my garden might not work as well in your garden or mm. your garden or your garden. You know what I mean? So meaning what, and what do you think the variables are different? Well, to light, different. I think there's a many variables and at the, at the baseline of it all, what is phenotype? Genotype, which is the genes, plus environment, right. which is your grow, mm -hmm. equals phenotype. So at the very- Is that really what it is, for real? Yeah, for real. So at the baseline, cool. without getting into a lot of other things, it fucking tells you the whole story right there. So my environment, your environment, your environment, your environment, or outside or so, inside or whatever is different. So it's going to be a different expression of the genotype. Yeah. Well, my my specific grow delivers a different different phenotypical expression, right? Just because absolutely we're, we're taking the same absolutely genotype. like you asked about the komodo grass. Oh, well, how? Let me see how that looks. There's somebody else that's growing it. Well, yep. guess what? It's going to look different. It does look different, and yeah. he's he's growing it with he different lighting, and he's good. different, you know, and, and different nutrients, different whatever. All that's part of environment, right? So at a very base level, it's, so now you're not only selecting for what's the hot shit out there or what's really good or what looks good or what you like, it's what works well in your garden. So that's gonna be part of your process now in a new room is going, well, what, you know, what's digging on my lights? What's liking the HLGs? What's liking the, right, you know, what, right. you know, what's, what's What doing? can handle that much light, Exactly, man. exactly, which, Obviously, we had some light toxicity issues here. Fuck. You know, I'm going to grab these because we're growers and you're an excellent grower. So this isn't about nutrients, but this is about, I guess, environment. 
Even sunshine burns if you get too much. You ever hear that one? Well, you know. Chick ever give you a breakup letter with that one in it, man? No, I've not got that one. <laughs> but but, but Scotty is from Florida, so he knows what a sunburn's about. You know what I mean? It's like light, light can be toxic. Look at this, man. So this is something where a lot of people will, I don't think we get too many questions about this, but I had to learn this. I guess, I don't know. I had to learn this for myself. When I first came to Colorado, I was so psyched that you could legally grow 12 plants. So I'm like, well, fucking, I'm growing 12 plants under 12,000 watt lights. And, uh, Duh. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Why would you do it any other way? <laughs> yeah. But when I fired them all up, uh, my plants looked like that. And your plants are not supposed to look like this. This is a weak looking plant. It, um, you can see the leaves just don't look good. It's man. just it's not vibrant. Not right. It is not it, vibrant. It, is. it doesn't look like it's super love and light. It's almost like the cuticle layer has been pretty much knocked off the top because yeah. you don't have any real shine, any real vividness to it. And at the very top, you can see the way it's ridged out. Yep. Everything else, it's yep. obviously a little bit pissed off. So yes, a it's lot trying to transpire too hard. Um, this and came from very low light to uh, just an LED bar that looks so fucking innocent, man. Those LED bars, it was like, I think, oh, it was 135 watts, but it looks like a damn... It looks like nothing, right? Yes. And that's what I said. I said, hell, if my thinking back in the day, I'd have put three of these up here. I put said, two of them up What's for the a day. problem? You know what I mean? And you can see what it did in mm -hmm. one day. It went from, you know, uh, like you said, a low level or really even more of a proper level, which is probably around 200 PPFD to like fucking five or 600 PPFD like that. Obviously, they're not super happy about that. All right. Yeah. So hang on. First off, I have an interlude. Man, you've gone to a ton of grows. You talk to a bunch of head growers. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had to tell them that their plants kind of look like shit without insulting them? <laughs> it's it's, it's hard. It's hard to feed that shit sandwich, my friend. Oh my god, it's uh, pretty. But you funny. know what? You're in there for a reason too. You know uh, what I mean? So, so, like, am I doing somebody a disservice by not saying, "Hey, you know what I mean? I'm seeing an issue here." You know, and the reality is, it's kind of like when we all look into ourselves. And if somebody criticizes us for something and we're really honest with ourselves, yeah, we already helps, fucking man. know. You know, we are we already know. So you're either gonna be right. defensive about it right. or you're gonna go, okay, yeah. Fucking right. You're man, right, man. It. And you know what? I need to work on that as a person. So as a grower, I look at it the same way, and that if they're being honest with themselves, they know there's a fucking problem there. Right. They can see, in fact, they're the first person that you know there's a problem there. Yes. Nice. So that that's what I would say. I mean, it's this this business is very ego driven and it's very male dominated as well, which I'm not saying is a good thing. Come on, ladies, seriously, come into the industry. We need more ladies in the industry. I think it's a very balancing um, thing, you know, when it comes to even, you know, any any company, almost every cannabis company, almost um not not a lot of them have a lot of females, and the few of them that have some good, strong females, I think, are really good teams. So, fortunately, it's been right. this very male-dominated business. I have business, behind that. You know, well, we the, can even get to the female plants. We really wanted to take that, but I feel like that's a whole other show. <laughs> um, nice. uh, you know, and, 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 and I guess, you know, uh, my, my point is, is that there's too much ego, and I think too many times when people try and have those real conversations and say, hey, man, your plants look like shit. I'm going to tell you why they look like shit. People get too defensive. The right. ego's there. You know what I mean? So, or, yeah, no, it's it's a tough conversation. Yeah. It's a conversation I've had to have, uh, had to have a lot. Yeah, it's just interesting because uh, I, I had to have it with myself last night, man. All right, last. Come on. 
Last bud. Last is certainly not least, and I do because I'm <laughs> about to roll it up and I need a little bit more anyway. So uh, that's the member berry. So that's from Ethos Genetics. That's a skunkberry cross. Right. Super floral berry, but also with that beautiful skunk back. Damn, we need Colin from Ethos sitting here, man. This he, I he's know. local, and this is... Uh, he is. He is. He's also a new Millennium user. Um, and uh, I that, reach yeah. out then. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't. I'll try and put that together. Uh, I know him, actually. And I know... Well, I probably and I know if, if I remember right, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Guru can back me up and tell me I'm a liar or I'm right, either way. Um, I There was a poll that went out at one point in time that who were the favorite guests, and I'm pretty sure Colin and I were like number one and number two. Uh, I, you are correct, sir. Okay, so... I was going to mess with you and tell you you were wrong, but not. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to sit in in, uh, yeah. in wrap with Colin. So we'll see if we can uh, potentially put that together. And if, if the community wants it and, and, and they will it, then we'll we'll try and make it happen. So, true. you know. DGC, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> um, but Scotty's definitely... I know we went through it uh, on the live and whatnot, but excited for the new room, man. Sure. Um, well, Built, you know, before we even yeah. switch, though, man, because we did go on the live yep. and we gave real good specifics, man. We or, did. Organic Keith was here. He was um, using some uh, what sixty five and uh, one hundred and thirty watt uh, LEDs. Yeah, so LED bars. Yep, yeah, and so that's from uh, in uh, our sorry Thrive Agritech. To be right. very clear right. on the on the company, is a little yep. shout out to Thrive Agritech. Yep. And those are two different style bars. There's the Boost bar, sure, uh, and then the uh, Infinity bar. The Infinity bar. Bar is the top light. Uh, that one, I believe, is like the 65, uh, Six, something like yeah. that. So uh, let's just talk about how much light. Just a we can, you know, rapid LED uh, makes an 85 watt bar. Yeah, yeah, very similar. And really, but, it also depends on like how close your plant is sure. to it. So there's a little bit of variability uh, to there when it comes to intensity, etc., and really how much PPFE you're getting at the um, the leaf sites themselves. Um, so, uh, but yeah, those those boosts are, they are very powerful as we found out. Well, let's just say P- I'm just trying to get a general understanding of about, PPFD. Rep, uh, so in PPFD, micromoles, things like that. I mean, these are all trying to... The reason I ask is uh, Pulse has a PPFD meter that mm-hmm. comes in their new camera. It's a Pulse one, whatever the Pulse Pro. I can't remember, but... Really? Nice. But, yeah, the new one has a PPFD meter in it. So I'm getting one, and I want to take measurements, and I want to figure out the ultimate. So I'm pushing these things as, as much as they can sure. take. Sure, And also, I want to make sure that I got good PF, PPFD, good light up here. Right. Right. And good light down there. Yeah, absolutely. Good penetration. Absolutely. Um, so we were talking just because you've got such good information. Right. Around two hundred, uh, you know, PPFD. You for know, these is, guys, something is we're like looking this. for something like that, yep. right? Which, which um, is going to be more than you're going to need for cloning, for example. Obviously, if they're cloning step one, you know what I mean. You'd probably need about half of that, right? Right. Uh, these being really, truly, you know, working the juvenile stage, you know, set to around two hundred PPFD. Two hundred. If you're okay. talking full scale. You know, veg plants were looking like more like 400 PPFD, which those boost lights, two of them sure. would have been very, very good. So for that. 230 watt LEDs will give you that. Right. Which, and I think it's, geez, I think those are 130 a piece. So it's like 285 micromoles, you know, per boost. Uh, and then only about, I believe, 135 micromoles per infinity light bar. So okay. I looked at two infinity light bars doing a whole two by four and it lights that whole thing up. So you, you like, you were basically lighting with what a full-scale veg would need, even up to what you even need in flour, which, again, is about 600 PPFD. Okay, so I just it's, it's easy enough then. We just, yeah. It's two, four, six, right? So I, I'd say that's a, that's a really nice um, uh, rule of thumb right there. Two, I'm four, a very six. simple person, bro. 
I know this about you. you. Um, So yeah, that that would say is the rule of thumb. That's going to be you know quite nice. And even these, as you can see, you know the leaves are turned down away from the light a little bit because the plant's going to do that naturally. It's going to fuck. This is way too much light. Yeah. And it's going to turn them away from the light. It's going to do what it can to kind of protect itself. And in reality, we want when people talk praying to the lights, right? That you know what I mean, nice and turgid, and just slamming towards the lights. These are clearly not that. Now, now at the end of the day, are these the lost cause? By no means. By no means. Now, getting Keith in, putting the meter on there, stuff like that, putting numbers to it. Because hell, like I said, you had two bars on there. In reality, there's space for three. Old school conventional thinking was. We'll put three there. Right, right. What the fuck are we doing? We I mean, got room look, for another one. They look like a T5. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? Like, right. And so know. they are deceptive, but that's part of it too, right? Lumens, which is what's brightness, which is what we see with right. our eyes. Lumens are for humans, right? This, this is pars for plants. And so, let's just talk about that. Uh, we see so, a wider range of light. Than a plant season. Right, and it can be very bright with a shit spectrum for growing plants. So lumens, brightness, really doesn't say shit. You know, and that's why you can look at an LED and go, that's not, it's not that crazy bright. But in reality, for a plant, right. there's a shit load of light coming out of there. You know, so um, we're definitely going to get you dialed in. The beautiful part is, too, you have the cooling that you need to have right. a two-ton AC, right. things like that. You know what I mean? Because... You know, doing the old school window shakers and stuff like that. Again, you know, you're basically starting from behind trying to do some of that. It's so, all about environment. The only reason I'm doing this is because we can do it All about environment. Right. right. And Real I'm, Growers is sponsoring this thing. Uh, thank you, Recharge customers, sir. Recharge yep. enthusiasts. And uh, so and ma'ams. And uh, yeah, we're crushing it, man. This thing is built right, man. Two-ton AC. Um, it's built from scratch, man. Rick, Rick's sitting over here just uh, almost about to enjoy some of the fruits of the labor. <laughs> so it's uh you know and there's there's a lot to be said about preparing with the right kind of environment because if you don't and, and my whole thing is and I, i'm sure you know i don't know how many times i've repeated this on here but my hierarchy of importance you know light light and environment are one and two but i give them both the space because they're both even though they're almost the same thing and so synonymous and so intertwined right they're so important i give them both the space and i tie them one and two Matt, yeah you know you got to separate them because light is the it's energy just, man environment but they're both so fucking important you know what i mean and light <laughs> and heat are rather synonymous people think oh you can get light without heat no you can't no no man and, and the reality is oh. is even the conversion factor on led is not near as good as they think it is if you have one of these high-end leds it's pumping out 660 watts 850 those fuckers are hot make no bones about it there's heat you know Mr. Newton uh, uh, taught us well, long ago that energy is no neither created; bro. it's neither created nor destroyed, right? And the the power that you're putting to something through the wall, I don't think it's much better than about sixty percent conversion factor. It's not that great. Well, yeah, it's um, really not. It's a little bit better than HBS, and enough so that it will matter over time. And also, the spectrum control you get in LED is a, a big difference yeah. over HID. Well, hang on. It's way better than an HPS. What I did, HP Guru, I turn on, if you would, HPS is what, 1.6 at the most micromoles per joule? Uh, yeah, like 1.65 with a new bulb is, and, a, is a good ballpark. But what, and we're at like 2.6. Yeah, 2. but what 8. you're not talking about necessarily is heat. So the conversion factor, though. Oh, it's the same. It's yeah, like 2.48 yeah, yeah, that, BTUs that's per so watt. It's like, yeah. the, the, and that's where people get a little fucked up. Is it a better light? Is it a more here's efficient the, light? Now, wait, yes, it is. But here's, yeah, if, if it's 2.5 BTUs per watt and you take, it's a 550 watt light that puts out the same amount of of uh, U-moles as a thousand watt. Yep. It's still the same amount of heat as 550 watts of heat is the same. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where people get screwed up with, oh, LEDs aren't any heat. 
What do you mean? Nah. If you got a big intense light and heat are very synonymous. They're on a parallel path. And yep. More light, more heat. It is just a different type of heat, and it comes out in different places. With an sure. HPS light, it's putting out infrared light. You can think of it like the light that comes off of a fire. Yep. Uh, it heats up your body like what's facing it. It does the same to plants. Uh, yep. LED lights don't put out that infrared, so they're not heating up surfaces underneath them like a fire. It's more like a radiator where it has the, the heat sink right. on the back to get yep. the heat yep. out that yep. way. That's so a really good analogy. You're still putting it into your room. You're just putting it into your room in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Guru, I had one of those HLG 100s yesterday, and uh, I was showing it to my daughter. I was like, hey, you know, I want to teach her a little bit about uh, growing and uh, just even about the lights and stuff. So I was like, look at this. This is an LED light. And I showed her the heat sink. And I sh- it was, you know, one of those ones with all the pointy, what do they call it, a, a pin, pin fin a pin or pin something. Fin. Mm-hmm. And I go, what do you think this is? And I, I talked to her about it. I told her that it was, uh, you know, there was a heat sink. And I explained to her about the surface area. And then I said that they designed it after my hair. And she believed me. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know these guys. They designed this out, you know, after my hair. And uh, yeah, like, wow, dad, that's awesome. Yeah, so don't blow it for me, all right? Yeah, don't but that is interesting. Those heat sinks are trippy too. You know, I thought about like it's a bunch of these pins, and they're maybe like a quarter inch, maybe even an eight, probably like an eighth of an inch. Uh, in diameter and I was like think about just wrapping a piece of paper around each one of those and then flattening out that paper and think about how much bigger it's going to be than just a little square and you know how much more surface area of it's going to be touching and cooling. well it's like the it's whole thing trip, and, and again you know the the smart guy behind us with the computer uh, uh, I believe Colorado has more surface area because of exactly what you're talking about like actual land surface area if you were to flatten it all out than the state of Texas I see. Uh, a little oh, trivia for you. Oh, that is a no. little statistic oh, man, I'll need to look trippy, into. Bro. <laughs> I have never thought about that. You're probably right. Right. Think wow. about that yeah, shit, right? That's cool to think about. Right, 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 right. Anyway, uh, that's know. a trip. That's a trip. <laughs> So right. hey, give me some tricks, man. So like I said, I'm here to grow. And by the way, thank you for the So obviously, you know, I mean, and even going back, well, here's the tricks going back and we we literally did a whole show on it, but so I won't waste a lot of time beginning in the hierarchy, light right. environment one and two, tide, genetics number three. You can't do shit without genetics. Well, you got the genetics, so sure. you're good there. Yep. Uh, you know, four uh being the grower, that's you. That might be the that might be our variable here. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> and then five being uh nutrients. And I always say is if, if you if, if one through four are put together five you might as well just piss on your plants sure. you'll never see the difference you'll just never see the difference um but if you do have one through four put together i truly believe and i don't even believe i know um that you will see a difference in the expressions you will see a difference in quality of nutrients and things like that yeah but again if one through four are put together like th- no nutrient out there can overcompensate for one through four being fucked up right you know and right. a lot of people look at nutrients as a silver bullet or for a silver bullet to fix anything and everything, that's not possible. And then the other thing is people love to blame nutrients first, no matter what the fuck goes so wrong. Easy. It's like, my AC went out, but goddamn those nutrients. I you know picked what I the mean? wrong it's bottle. Like, yeah. I, you know, so, <laughs> and me being a nutrient says that's, you know, one of my, just one of my beefs, I guess, but, but whatever. But once you do that, you can really see the expressions and see that. And, you know, the whole thing with, you know, the 19 plant essential nutrients or 17, sorry. In reality, uh, we could have the argument that guaranteed there's more than 17. It's just an instrumentation thing. However, let's not even have that argument. 
environment. The reality is, though, you may have 17 essential for a plant to grow itself, produce seed, reproduce, everything else. But there's definitely more in there that are beneficial. That may not be technically essential, but right. are absolutely beneficial. Right. And those are a lot of the things that that Neil Watson uh, has been focusing on for the last 20 to 30 years in developing this line and looking to create the type of positive stresses that we want to get the type of, of responses that we want. Right. Because something like a trichome. If you look it up, it's going to say a plant hair. It's a general term. It's nothing special. Right. But what it what does a trichome do for us? Well, one, it happens to be the place where the THC is 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 located. That happens to be what we're actually sure. farming for. Sure. And it's not even in the whole trichome. It's only in the head of the trichome. But physiologically, why that's there on the plant is to. Uh, protect itself from the sun, protect from a sunburn. It's to protect from desiccation. It's to protect from the cold. It's uh, uh, to, to attract uh, pollinators. It's to do many different things. Sure. It's, it's a multi-use sure. thing. Now, what we've done as a human species has selected these things over time, over multiple thousands of years. There is minimum a 6,000 year history that humans have with cannabis. That's what we have documented. It didn't have a whole so lot of crazy. writing before that, so we don't have a lot of documentation with that. But we know for a fact it's it's that far. It makes Hilda, complete sense, man. Yeah, and, and, and the, the word cannabis itself is one of the oldest unchanged words in language, period, because it was traded between cultures. So even something like us being a, a slight generation apart, what you guys used the slang term as kids was very different than what I used. And right. Fuck, even different than what guru used yep, right yep. and we're different than kids used today so if there's something that's not traded between cultures yep. those terms change so fast and if we were looking back in history yep. and what was written it'd be gone or we wouldn't interpret it the same way i just read something about that today they were saying uh if you go around the world the number one word that you can say to somebody anywhere that they'll understand is okay and then the number two is kush Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it was coke. I'm just fucking. <laughs> it was, but again, Kush. I mean that that, that that kind of identifiability. So it's very interesting, you know, our relationship, you know, with cannabis as species. And I always like to to compare it to even like broccoli versus cauliflower versus kale versus Brussels sprouts. Those that's all Brasco Laraceae. Yeah, but I can handle it. It's all the same shit, right? But it's literally, we, we, but we, that's the same plant. We've just selected it over time. Wait, what do you mean? I mean, that's the exact same plant. And we just found flowering. So we found, hey, look at that one. That one's got that weird little knobby shit on it. That eventually became Brussels. That was all hand selected over time. What is Obviously, there's modern breeding these days to accentuate shit like that, but that's all Brasco Laracia. Broccoli, cauliflower, kohlrabi, kale, all uh, Brussels sprouts, all of that is the same plant. Yeah, now that I think about it, that does make sense. Because I think, well, I think about, remember the high times uh, buds of 1977? Right. Look how far we've come in just 40 years, you know? Look how far we've come in just that little bit of time yeah. stand selection and, 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 and working of the lines and things like that, right? So I, I like to always, you know, point out to people that, you know, that the, the relationship we have with cannabis and also the way that it's came to be in its modern time has been, you know, many thousands of years. I mean, even if you think about the neurological pathways, those didn't come in a generation or two. People didn't start smoking cannabis in 1972. And all of a sudden we have 
cannabinoid pathways in our brain. No, that didn't that's happen in a generation, know. right? Uh-uh. So this is something that's There was been, nothing to do back in the day except smoke weed. Well, right? and it's, Walk and it's, around. Well, and of course, people weren't doing it in the way we're doing it these days, you know what I mean? Right. But it was, you know, used in, <laughs> in different salves and things like that. I mean, they even say that 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 uh, the original word for holy oil before it was translated into Greek in the Bible was cannabisin. And that's the original um, word. And that was, holy oil was, a, I mean, you're talking, and there's an old actual recipe the priest put together and it was like more cannabis than you can imagine, hundreds and hundreds of pounds concentrated down in the oil and that was uh, anointed onto people's heads, right? Could you imagine, man? That would be a religious experience. So, no, truly, quite truly. So think about this too, right? What we know today, right? Because we're, in in modern cannabis, if you will, the thing that really held bring on the medical market was what seizures. That's what yeah, ended that's up true. in child Charlotte seizures. Baby, Charlotte, yeah. that's yeah. what put you sitting right there and me sitting right here in large part, right? So now today, common knowledge is that. Yo, I'm so cannabis. legit. I went and got epilepsy, man. Yeah, <laughs> right. So committed to the game, I am, yo. So, and we know today <laughs> because of. The sacrifices of, of of people and the experimentation and everything else, it's common knowledge today that people know that cannabis can help with things like seizures, can help with things like chronic yep. pain, can help with all these things. This was not common knowledge even a decade ago. We were just talking about uh, the last show, what, what's going to happen with cannabis in five years' time. And I just think about... My mother-in-law right. now loves to eat edibles, not because she gets whacked, although she does love it. Right, right, right. <laughs> she and loves because they help her sleep. Right. I have friends that uh, are like, oh, shit, I felt bad. I talked to my one buddy today, and I broke three ribs. Right. He's just like, thank your brother Trip for those edibles because it's what's kind of keeping me conscious right now. You know, well, just able to PTSD. I mean, there's a, there's a multitude of things, and again, these are this is common knowledge that we know that these things help, right? Well, so <clears throat> let's go back to our, you know, talking about, you know, cannabis and and, and, and that being the word for holy uh, oil in the Bible and things like that. So riddle me this, uh, you know, Jesus or another priest or something like that is going around with holy oil and has somebody with seizures that at that point in time, there was no idea of what was going on. They thought this was a crazy person. They thought they were possessed. Wow, okay. Man. So imagine... You know, I mean, that being annoying, hold on, all of a sudden those problems that they're having going away and very quickly. And we've seen the videos, right, of the kids just being like completely in in a horrible seizure and it like coming out of it very, very quickly. Right. Wouldn't you think that was a miracle? I sure as fuck would have. Okay, here's another one. We we also know it to be uh, good for skin and skin things and skin cancer and skin problems. Right. Leprosy. Okay, so that's another thing that we read about, you know, in the Bible and about ancient times and about these things and about that being one of the miracles is, you know, curing leprosy. Well, again, you know, so this was cannabis, right? So we people knew cannabis, right? I mean, even even Anslinger's uh, uh, um, uh, campaign in the 30s to 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 rid cannabis of it because of that looked, you know, towards the the, the lower class of everything. Yeah, they intentionally called it marijuana because people knew what cannabis was and people Mm. knew that cannabis was medicine. They didn't marijuana. That sounds ooh. That sounds foreign. That Unless sounds weird. weird. That sounds. Yeah. I don't know about that stuff. Sounds Mexican. And, and it's not like today where you pick up your dumb phone and you go, "Oh shit, that's the same thing." They didn't know it at that, that is time. True, man. They didn't know it, man. Like it's crazy. You got good memories pre-internet. You're a little bit younger than me, but like I, I lived for a long ass time pre-internet. Oh, I remember busy signals. I remember uh, uh, dial-up internet. I remember when my dad showed me the internet the first time. It wasn't more than like all right, fucking text. 
do you remember the anarchist cookbook? Because I had it. Because that's what I remember as being like, huh, there's just that now seems so silly, but there was so little information back then. You should know, I should have like, said oh I got it. Huh? Oops. No. I think you're allowed to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I remember, you know, tennis ball, bombs, all kinds of weird little shit. Uh, well, but that, that was more one of the more benign ones. <laughs> I was kind of dumb. Remember you were supposed to put match heads in a tennis ball? Yeah. You have read it. You have read it. Shout out to anybody that's old enough to have the Anarchist oh, Don't cookbook. do that. Don't I had it that, on man. a disc. It's um, so silly. It's gone man. now. It's, it's been gone. It's been gone for a long time. You know what I do have still a, a regular copy of is Emperor Wearing Those Clo- Wears No Clothes. And you want to talk about Jack Herr? It's Jack really Herr. basically just a collection of uh, articles and pro-cannabis, you know. Sure. Uh, just a bunch of it's just a collection of information but it's a trip to think guys I actually met I ran into Jack Curry came to my college campus talking about uh, really yep it just he was I, I didn't know uh, right. when, I, when I look back I'm like yeah that was a guy with the hemp powered moped that I thought was crazy in the quad right yep just it makes out. a lot of sense now you though. know why I thought he was crazy because he was telling me that hemp could fix everything <laughs> He was right. hemp for fuel, hemp, you know, right. uh, hemp, you can make clothing out of hemp. Totally. I wrote his moped off hemp and he didn't look completely right, you're like, sane. Right. You're like, I had a similar experience. I was in college when I remember it was like uh, one of those deals. It was like uh, hemp day or something. It was a worldwide thing. It was like 3000 cities. I remember traveling to uh, um, um, St. Louis, actually. It was a, over 3000 people in this march and we marched around downtown and, you know, had somebody there with the hemp powered uh, diesel yeah. fuel car and all these things. And there was this guy that went up there and had written this book about, you know, he's like the George Washington Carver of hemp. Right. And all these. And I, I had a similar experience. It's just like, wow, this is all crazy. But at the same time, it's like, maybe it's not. I, like it's kind of yeah. seems legit. And then here we are, you know, I mean, fuck, I guess for me, it's like, 20 years later, literally, that was sure. 2001, uh, quite quite literally. Um, so it is wild to think about where everything's coming in 20 years. And I mean, at that time, it was cool just to be able to roll up a bunch of joints and get in a big enough crowd right, where you wouldn't get fucked with. Because that was the only way you could smoke weed in public, really, was in a big enough crowd to where it was like, all right, now we're just crowd control as far as the police goes. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Before that, it's like, you know, and now it's like, I pretty much will duck around any little corner and, you know, you puff a joint you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know. We, we got that on a video, right? What was that on the live stream? You did the hand roll? God, that impresses me. It does. I tell you what, man. I still want your tips, man. I still want the grow tips. So, just because so, I'm, I'm know, about to fire it up, I know how to basically use the new mill, but okay, here's my fears. Yes. Powdery mildew is a fucking fear, man. How the hell do you keep it at bay? I use a lot of silica. Yeah, I, I would say time. absolutely a lot of silica. I, I'm a huge proponent of environmental controls when it comes to um, to PM. And on top of that, I'm absolutely, you know, a general a proponent of uh, IPM strategies, meaning that's your environment. That's potential, you know, using regular sprays. Doesn't right. have to be harsh sprays, but using some different oils, things like that. Um, and then, and then uh, um, again, silica and just general vigor your plant. Yeah. You know, I learned long ago when I was in school. And, Damn, this tastes good. Yeah, what that, is this? That's a member berry. That's all member This berry. tastes so you can taste it right through the joint. Hang yeah. on, I'm not even going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a... Oh, we'll bogart that, man. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Damn. Holy shit. That's a good one, right? Do do you think, is it urban uh, bro science about silica? 
You no, I don't think it. Well, I think it's bro science uh, for, from a straight potassium silicate. I just it's not readily bioavailable right, enough for an annual plant. Silicate ain't cheap, man. Why should I add it? Why should I buy it, man? I call it liquid insurance. Do you need insurance? Do you like to have uh, health insurance? Do you use your health insurance all the time? No, but you're fucking happy when you have it, right? Yeah. That's what I would say about about any kind of ortho monosilicic acid. It's liquid that insurance. That is insane. That that bud is all. It's like just completely leaves. Uh, uh, even a taste on your lips, man. Yeah, yeah what it's is a skunk it? berry. So it's a, it's a skunk berry. It's, I can definitely. Wow. I yeah. can, it's like sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. It's skunky. It's uh, it's even got a little bit of like a haze back to it, which for for guys that have actually had some of that older school haze, like the, they they really like the flavor on it as well. Who does this? Is it Ethos? Yeah, it's Ethos. Yeah. Wow. Shout yeah. out to you, Colin. You do have to get your ass up here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I believe that's the Great Diamonds cut. If I uh, if I. Not mistaken. Ooh, man, this, <laughs> might, this might fuck up the interview. Man, the hangout, I should say. There you go, brother. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's so not much of an interview when I come up here. But well, what is is osilica? That monosilic acid yeah, mon- is the stuff that you use like yeah, half that's, mil of instead yeah, exactly. of five mil. It's lab derived. It's the monosilicic. That's actually a lot cheaper. It's orthosilicic acid. And that's where right. you don't see listed on anything. It's kind of like the difference between humic and fulvic, right? You can okay. register a humic, you can't register a fulvic, right? Sure. You can register a mono, you can't and really register a fulvic. But so the ortho is where the fucking magic's at. But just uh, I was just gonna say the humic fulvic. The fulvic is registered as a humic. You know, it's just fulvic is just like a more small. It's it's a lighter molecular weight. It's that's the thing. All fulvic acids are a humic acid, but all the humic so, acids are a fulvic acid. And how's that? All monosicilics are orthosicilics? Well, it'd be basically opposite? the same. Well, it'd be like all, all cyclic acids are mono, but not all of them are ortho. So it's like the same gotcha. kind of thing. And that's I mean? all that's going to mean is orthosicilic is more It's more bioavailable. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's the more bioavailable. And that's for whatever reason, as far as lab-derived aspect of it, is the more expensive part of it. And that's why you see they're all right. are fairly pricey. The first one that came on the market was Facilitor. It yeah. is expensive. Yeah, it is yeah. expensive. And, and, and you know, even but if it's insurance, man, I'll take it. Well, that's the thing, and that's why I really like to call it silicone insurance. That I <laughs> used to use it. Have I always used it? I've no. always used silica, man. But but would I would I grow without it now? No, I wouldn't. But the reality is, when you were growing with silica, Potassium were you doing silica. anything? Right? Were you doing anything? Made, made my leaf shiny. I don't know. Yeah, I, you I, know I, what I'm I, saying. I, yeah. Whereas a real, truly bioavailable modern orthosilicic acid, you see the vigor in that plant. You so, see yeah, you called it a biostimulant, or you said correct. It's so bioavailable that it's considered a biostimulant. There's literally worldwide conferences on organic food production that right. talks just about mono and orthosilicic acid because you can use that for a plant to create. It's almost like an SAR, almost like a systemic acquired resistance kind of response, really? but not. It's not actually initiating those pathways, right. but it's that kind of thing, like just bulking itself up to protect it from any possible uh, um, intrusions, right? So it's going to reduce any and all abiotic and biotic stresses, meaning... Heat, drought, uh, uh, cold, as well as uh, uh, bacterial, uh, fungal, anything that, you know that's going to come out. Pest diseases. Give me a bottle, man. I'll drink it. Yeah, get it. Okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's poisonous. About to get Neil on the phone and see. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But the, where's I was going to show the bottle. It's silicium. It's what a half mil per gallon. Yep. Shouts yeah, dude. You fucking are a great friend of the show. We always say vote with your dollars. Support Jaron. 
Silicium, where can you find it? You can find it just about anywhere. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, if anybody has trouble finding it, I always say, you know, hit me up, uh, Jaron underscore five eight, and that's P H I V E, the number eight, right. on, on IG. I'm, I'm really pretty damn good about getting back on DMs and stuff like that. It's pretty widely available. You know, there are going to be some states that you can't get it. I definitely have online resources for people as well. Sure. Um, if they need it. But yeah, it's pretty widely available. Excellent, man. Excellent. Is this your. Uh Oh, okay. I know there was one last trick, but you got you got any other tricks before I talk about the? Uh, why can't I think about it, man? The finish, man. The fucking winter frost. Oh, I mean, shit. that's yeah, there's yeah. a giant sticker of it, right? <laughs> You're wearing a shirt. That yes, says it. The, the gateway jug. <laughs> the gateway jug. <laughs> So that, I mean... What can you do, man? This is why... I, this is what really interested me or right. always interested me. Yep. Because I have to finish things off at the same time sometimes, you know? If I got other plants waiting, I can't wait for if I want... Exactly. Yeah. And so do a lot of people commercially, right? They can't just leave the last half of the row or leave... It's like, oh, I'll come back to that in a week. It doesn't work like no, that. No, no. You know? And, and it's also like even sometimes when you're even growing in soils or things like that, like the plants, because that soil is continuing to feed... The plant, it's like it just keeps kind of wanting to go. I've even been in commercial situations where I'm like, they're like, oh, we're harvesting next week and looking around, everything is green as fuck. And I'm going, these plants yellow out at all or no? Yeah, that, I mean, that's like, what oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of them do. And I'm like, nah, that's not what I'm looking for. No, right? man. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah. Even, yeah. even people within the DGC, I know even some of the no-till guys, even some of that, they use this product to, to help with exactly what I'm talking about. The fact to actually get their plants to finish, even in a soil situation. So it's, it's uh, super easy to use. It's a pre-flush, second to last week. If you're an eight-week guy, feed whatever the fuck you want to through six. Use that product standalone or with Ruby, nothing else, nothing with an MPK value. Uh, and then flush week eight to eight and a half, you know, get a good seven to 10-day flush after you stop using right. it. More oil, more color, more individualization of your strains. So that's also the reason why I always bring the multiple strains as well. Because you yeah. can't see a little bit different color, a little bit different structure. You know, I mean, everything's supposed to be different. Other, why are we growing the multiple strains if not? Wow, you, know, you are right, man. Some shit always does everything. You don't want to homogenize. I'm not here to call out any oh, other phenotype too, though, man. You know, we talk about that. How you grow something exactly. if you grow really homogenous, you know, and. Uh, well, at the end of the day, like, what are we looking for? Genetic potential, right? Even though we don't know what that truly is, like, nobody knows what that is. It's not like if I get up there, I finally get there. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it does exist. And that's truly what we're all looking for. We're trying to take whatever the genetics in that plant, if it's a high quality genetic, we're trying to push it to its absolute heights. Right. So um, at the end of the day, that product uh, in, in particular really helps crack open that genetic potential and start getting there. So... Fucking dig it. So dig here we it. go, man. Friday, hey, Friday. As long as I'm talking grow one last thing, what kind of media you like? I'm a cocoa guy. Me too. Um, pure pure cocoa. I'm going to get t-shirts. Mine's going to say straight cocoa. I like. Mine's, and then mine's going to say cocoa curious. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh. Now you threw me off. <laughs> uh, I, I do like pure. I've always been a bottom uh, uh, flood. I use a flow and grow, ebb and grow bucket system. Good. And man, so I good. like I like Somebody a good else. leaching, you know, from so like sipping as, as you know, you the term you kind of so popular doing, sipping rather than dripping. But so, you're doing sip buckets as well? Well, it's or not something? sip buckets. It's just an ebb and flow uh, oh, bucket system. Okay. Right. So, but, okay. but it's still it's sipping bottom. as opposed to, it, to dripping, right? I dig it. Um, I like a, more of a perlite mix if you're dripping and, and more... 
I used to always do pure from the bottom, right. but I have actually been doing more 70-30 mix, even when I'm coming from the bottom. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Just because there's a few varieties, specifically the OGs, that I've had issues with, just not liking wet feet. And it just helps their feet dry out a little bit more. Yeah. 90% of the plants don't give a shit and might even like it being a little bit wetter, but you just got a few that like I've had some issues with, and I tend to not have those issues with 70-30 bottom uh, flooding it. So Yeah, with hempies, I'm thinking I might have to adjust the uh, the level of perlite, you know, and just if, I, yep. if it doesn't like wet feet, just adjust the level Exactly, and that's something, I and you know, again, part of that's knowing your genetics too, right? <clears throat> yeah, again, take a minute. But see, that's that's step four, right? That's grower, right? Grow, ah, the, you know what you I mean? Like, so that, again, that's where that critical yep. component is. Yep. And, and even when you're running the genetics the first time, okay, are you paying attention? Are you taking notes? Yeah. Do you have a calendar? I mean, it's like, what are you doing? Because people always like to talk about like, oh, well, how do I fix this? Oh, no, no. There is no fixing this, bro. This is an annual plant. It's already fucking happened. But the trick it's is already yeah. at. What are you doing next time yeah. to avoid this? Keep them fucking. What are you doing fast, next time? Never stop. You know, I'll tell people this, and I'll leave this as a lasting impression. You know, even in something like corn, which is an agronomic crop where you actually get crop insurance, right? Something as small as one yellow stripe down the leaf is now a documented crop loss that I can actually get insurance from because now. We all know for a fact it is not going to hit its potential. Right. It's not going to hit the bushels per acre that it could. Sure. So you think it's any different in cannabis? I can tell you it's not. It's not about fixing problems this run. It's about fixing problems next run. Yeah. Keep them keep them growing strong right out of the cloning chamber. That's even you talk about taking really big strong cones. Taking big strong cones. I'll be honest, Como is the first person I ever saw take these mother. I mean, just fucking banger big. I'm like, God damn. He's like, no, I like them the woodier, the better. And it's like, I always went conventional wisdom, you know, Jorge Cervantes style, take it from the bottoms. And that was also like convenient too, sure. right? Trying to keep the top, I'll just take it from the bottom. And and they're just so wormy, weird. And I, I like to do a straight stick. I mean, I stick them right into those cups. Right. I root right into those cups. I don't personally, I don't, I don't, and those have been done the same way. And sure. I know who they came from and yep. he likes my tech. So <laughs> now you really, you don't find it gets too wet? No. The cocoa? Uh, no, I don't. Hey, you don't overwater it. And you just take this, you put it in the, <laughs> when, when, you, when you first stick them, you put it, you put these in a dome or something? No, I don't put them in a dome. I don't put them in anything. The fuck you just yeah and this is in Colorado twenty five percent humidity yeah no problem I don't get it man well you know all right I'll tell you, yeah, we'll talk man we'll talk I have a great but I, I do I, I do like a pure signum and you want a good woody cut I'll typically like so like take that that one that's bigger right that's a perfect that's a perfect one to take a clone off of. let me see that thing okay yeah. so what I would do is this has already been taken this has been direct stuck into here sure. and cloned right and obviously it's got the roots everybody can see the roots cup and cup the only reason those are dark by the way is from reach just to be clear so nobody's talking any shit um anyway what i would do in this scenario is now come in and go okay i've got boom 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 right i'm taking the clone right here sure. because i need to top it anyway and i'm taking this nice yep. top woody clone i'm gonna cut it right there then i'm gonna peel this down and maybe even peel this down and then stick it in straight into either a 70 30 or a pure okay i do like kind of sticking right into the pure for this, even though I'll grow in the bigger bucket in the 70-30, because that perlite sometimes just scratches up the side stems Got and just it. gets it a little It almost kind of gets it like going in, in weird way. You know, maybe you get like sure. a weird little pocket of perlite and it's like. You using cloning, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. And then what do you what do you put in? You can't just use raw uh, cocoa. You need some kind of nutrient. No, sir. Raw, raw cocoa with nothing. Raw cocoa with nothing. 
Whoa. Yep. And so Mind the blown. first the first watering after about five to seven days, I'll put in a little bit of, of filtered water. Right. And then the second watering, I'll end up putting in basically full strength nutrients. I'll water them down like a little bit. But if right. I'm like watering the veg, then I'll put a little bit of the water can, put a little extra water in there and just throw a little water uh, food in there that way. How old do you think those are? These, I mean... Depends how big the clone was taken how, too. How, you know? how fast could you make that plant? With I a, mean, with a nice uh, big clone. That's, uh, that's a month. Uh, so, I, how much? How much can I get another clone going? You can do so like this size again. Uh, whatever you think he cut, man. You know, that, is that a month old? Is, is that's a month probably can, can well. That? See, so here's what gets weird too. It's like, is it a month after it gets roots? Or are we talking from the day it gets stuck in there? From the day you it know? gets stuck. Yeah, uh, I mean, because take a look. Probably obviously, six weeks. Because that I don't think that's grown much, has it? Oh, uh, that's definitely grown so much. What, what do you think it was when it started? About to probably like down. Oh, here. I thought you said he took a big honker. No, I mean he could have taken a pretty big one, but you also got to think like that whole stem could be in the. You know, he got that much room there too. How, you know what I mean? So let's say it was even this yeah. big going in there. That's fuck. That's a ten inch plant. How much stem do you put in there? Um, I not quite all the way to the bottom. Sometimes it's oh, the bottom, shit. but like, okay. yeah, no, because think about it, that's surface area. Yeah, and you, you peel know, it the more down. You want. Yeah, yeah. You, you scrape, scrape the sides or peel it. Yeah, peel it's preferable. The, the whole side. Yeah, as much as you can. So I like to have at least two nodes above it if possible. Got it. Get that peel in, and if you get the good peel, that's pure cambium layer right there. If you're scraping, you're going in and out of cambium. It's so thin, like it's tough. Right, to like, right. which I even like doing more of like a a scrape on it rather than trying to cut into it too many times you like cut down into sure. it so if you just take the blade and Razor go like that blade, exacto yeah knife. yeah exactly yeah. and, and like scrape it you'll kind of get more of a shavings off of it and that every you know how it'll have like those little ridges yep and so if you take those shavings off that'll work well but um if you really want true cambium layer like getting that that perfect peel dude that's as that's as good as it gets dude this is pretty goddamn good brother <laughs> pretty goddamn good we still got what half a joint yeah <laughs> i love it it's friday afternoon we're getting a little bit loose uh jaron you crushed it brother i appreciate you thank you very much always great fucking hanging out uh, i know my grow is gonna be in good hands you, you better show up every every couple of weeks man <laughs> every couple of weeks I'll, I'll, I'll commit to come by hey don't embarrass me all right <laughs> nah you're crushing it brother thank you thank you very much thank right. you uh thanks everybody for their continued support it's always a pleasure have a great weekend dgc cheers some people love to blaze up the tank yeah we get happy for noon to take a little break That means we lighten up a tube It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads Natural medicine, go ahead and try something new. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Why he hates the dank 
Just look at how he's being paid. Wow. 